With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's another episode of the Cosby Street Podcast. Joseph Pavone here alongside Joel Pavone, Sean Dutra. You know, it's it's one thing when it's like the Celtics are the the, the, the local story as to like what the hell's going on with this team, but like it's, it's on the national stage now, right, fellas? It's like, wait, wait a minute. You know, the, the team has not only been on national TV catching these L's in dramatic fashion, but like the entire NBA is on the, the, the national media is like, okay, what is going on in Boston? It's looking like they don't even believe that this team can 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 thrive from this point forward. But of course, we're going to be uh, you know, we're trying to be a voice of reason here for the Celtics team as we uh, you know go through this recent stretch of games for the Celtics. I mean, big picture wise, we're talking uh, eleven L's and sixteen tries, fellas. Brutal. So just to paint a picture there, but uh, the last two L's, I mean, they. they one was just a flat-out beatdown, right? And that, that's the one that was, you know, in Atlanta that happened. And the other one was just a flat-out uh, flop of a performance on defense, on offense, or whatever you want to call it. I mean, to blow a 24-point lead and, and and all that stuff. I mean, no, that, the, the, the habits of this team is, is like, it's we shouldn't be as surprised. But to do it on this level, I mean, to, to not bounce back from the last skid or the last two skids, you can put them together if you want. Three. Three. Three skids. I mean, again. Mad skids. Mad skids. 11 out of 16 game. Like, what what, what happens now, fellas? Because my, my – <laughs> to add to my pile of concerns, I think the one that's laying on the very top is uh, – Let's just wait for the All Star break, guys. Let's just mentally check out. I'm not. I'm not going to accuse the Celtics of doing this, you know, intentionally. But let's face it, guys. We've been around this team. We've been around the NBA long enough to see when a team is on the verge of doing that. And this team is not only on the verge of doing that, but it's already showing. And it looks like the the effort, that heart, the tenacity, like all of the signs of a team that's trying to change their ways, 
The Celtics aren't showing any of that right now. They're the exact opposite of that right now. They're not showing even like a, not even a little tiny bit of that. Fellas, fellas, fellas. I want to I want to take this opportunity to apologize for talking shit about Gallinari in the last episode. Good <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. He must have heard the episode or someone sent it his way or sent just the, that, yeah. that little clip just just out of context completely. And he he oiled up. He oiled up. Mr. Tin Man oiled up. Heard the podcast. All right. He greased the knees, but extra greased that night. Jesus, right? dude. I'm, I'm telling you, when I brought his name up, I was like half joking, but I was like, yeah, he may still have something in the tank. Jeez. Apparently, he can still do that from time to time. He can still do it from time to time. I didn't think Sean was half joking, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I mean, 38 <laughs> points, freaking 10 three pointers. And he, he legit made history for both the, the, the Hawks and the Celtics. He, let's be honest, he should retire. Now <laughs> I know, right? Just, just call it quits. <laughs> just hang him up. Yeah, you're right. Yo, are you kidding me? Is, is, is that ever going to happen again for him? <laughs> I mean, I Probably not. Well, yeah, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm going to say nothing. Go on, right. I'm not trying to throw shade at him, but I mean, I, I, I think I, I see what you're saying. But at the same time, it's like, why is it open season for this team, and why is it to the to the to the magnitude of record breaking? You know, franchise. Why are teams breaking records against the Celtics? Why? Because yeah. Celtics Why? have given up. And I but think can't, they just, can't they just take a regular L? Like, but that's, you know, that's just it, up? though. That's just it. Every <laughs> time, every time we or or anybody covering this team, they say the term "rock bottom." The Celtics turn; they find another way to go even lower than rock Bro, bottom. I don't even want to know what's going to happen <laughs> in this Indiana game. Like, I don't even want to know. Like, no, you're kidding me, bro? Yo, I got to write about these guys. We yo, have to write. About yeah, for real. Yo, <laughs> the, the last four games before the All Star break, <laughs> there are teams that have beaten the Celtics, other than other than Toronto, I think. Right, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but, but I, bro, yo, I got to. I'm going deep in my vocab to describe these this team on a nightly basis, man. Like, bro, they, bro, it's every, getting so bad because they're they're not giving me the other side. They're not giving me that one win. Yeah. Sam- in between all these losses. At least they were doing that a couple of weeks ago, but we haven't seen that lately. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm trying to come up with creative ways for, my like, each intro to an article because it's like, oh, another <laughs> loss. <Yeah. laughs> oh, yeah. another disappointing loss. Oh, like, I, at this yes, point, I want to be like, yo, something just don't give a fuck. Like, I want to see I want to see what happens if I just write that and just, just, just go just just go with this, it. And at this point... I mean, I tweeted, I, tweeted, I tweeted something, you know, similar to that, you know, during the Atlanta game. I just... Legit, I put out four tweets after every quarter. That was it. I had no reason to tweet other than when when Atlanta uh, hit their twenty third or twenty fourth three to you know that was the most threes that the Celtics have ever allowed <laughs> in their history. So I was like, well, wow, that's that's worth tweeting, right? No, so this I do think uh, now it's going to be hard. To yeah, I was going to say, or just about to say enough enough venting. Let's 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 get into this. All right, go ahead. So just one, one more last piece of it. I do think. <laughs> one more piece of it. Oh man, I thought you were gonna, I thought you were about to sink your teeth in, man. What's I'm, going? I'm about, I got I got a lot. I got I got a lot to talk about. Today. But this could be the worst three game stretch. In a like in a very maybe pre big three worst three game stretch this team has it's, ever. Because it's, it's like it's like look, <laughs> the fact that they blew a 24 point lead and then they got shattered on in the last second by Luka Doncic. And then they just like what's what morale they're gonna come into, you know that other game with uh, I guess Atlanta back to back nights like I don't know. All right, so it is what it is. So what do we do? How do we fix this shit? What do they got to do? Play the only thing that the only thing that I got realistically, and I know a lot of it has to do with Marcus Smart, but you know this team's got to grow a pair of balls, dude. Like this team is like too finessey. They're like 
afraid to just get gritty. You know, you remember those gritty, you know, Brad Stevens yeah. teams of, you know, Jay Crowder and Evan Turner. Like, I'm not saying go and get those guys, but like turn into that a little bit. Just go out there and, and act like you're the underdogs and don't act like you're better than everybody else. I don't know. This is, this is, I think that's, that's where you start, I think. Outside of Marcus Smart, is there any grit on the scene? Uh, Jalen from time to rookie. time, maybe, maybe, maybe Payne Pritchard, but he's fallen off a little bit. These last he's been games. invisible. He's been invisible. Let's be honest. In this past couple games, he's been absolutely invisible. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. He's doing what rookies are supposed to do, Sean. That's true. That's mean? true. You know, you know what that means, right? The you know rookie what I mean by that. Exactly. Once you hit the thirty, well, technically it's like closer to the forty game mark, but. Yeah, the rookie wall. That, that's the that, that's the NCAA life that he's been accustomed to for the last yeah. four years. Yeah, and and any and any other season, yeah. But this season, yeah, he, it's an earlier earlier than earlier than not. And plus, he's already gone through an injury too. So, yeah, man. But okay, all right. So yeah, they're missing grit. Yeah, I mean that's that's not the some of that's on Marcus. Some of that is on the leadership. But that that's where I really want to open up this conversation with the leadership, right? The the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Kemba Walker, right? I mean, clearly, most of the conversation this week has been about uh, the two All-Stars. But I'm going to put Kemba in there because, obviously, he brings that uh, uh, leadership from a veteran standpoint, from someone who's obviously been on this side of the fence, so to speak. You know, he knows a thing or two about catching L's, right? I mean, plenty of those in Charlotte. So, like, what are these guys going to do? Because all three of them can lead in their own unique way. But how are they going to put this thing together? Like, how are they going to bounce back? Because I tell you, man, I'm, I was disappointed looking at Jason Tatum against the Atlanta Hawks. Big time. Like, you see what's going on. One of the most disappointing losses of your Celtics tenure. Like, let's, let's keep it real. That's, that's what it was, right? Yeah. To lose that way, you know, and not bounce back or at least, or, or I should, I should put it this way to bounce back with the same exact attitude and approach. What kind of leadership is that? I, I was really beside myself because I'm like, well, wait a minute now. You going into this one with the exact same, like, okay, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the team on my back, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it done my way. And if it doesn't work that way, then so be it. But I'm gonna put my, my effort in. Like, yeah, that's the problem, Jason. And you're just, you're exemplifying it right now when this team needs to snap out of it. What's the definition of insanity, bro? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And that's exactly what him and Jaden Brown are doing right now. I thought that was like a rap line. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was like a quote from uh, The Dark Knight or some shit. What's the definition of insanity? Yo. Yo, it sounds like, I was thinking like Schoolboy Q or something. Yeah. Like, what's the difference of insanity? But that's what Tatum and Brown are doing. And they come off the, they come off those three losses and, and the two losses. And they're like, okay, obviously this isn't working. Obviously we're getting ours. Obviously we're all stars. And then all of a sudden... You you lose two heartbreakers, and you come back and do the exact same thing. This is what. So I told I told you guys I have I have a ten point plan. I'll fly through at some point. But one of my points here is about Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I don't want to divvy these up throughout the show. That would be great. Yeah. No man, I gotta I gotta. It's gonna be like yeah, this. I'm giving you a sneak preview. One of my one of my action points is before the All Star break, and I would even say next game. You need to give Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum a coach's DMP, and you need to sit them down, and you need to make them see that this get, this team doesn't always revolve around them. Like if you want to make a, I'm, st- I'm with that, Sean, but a whole a whole DMP, I'm not with that. I, I'm with okay, you're gonna come with that same attitude. I'm pulling you, you know, okay. and that should have happened in Atlanta. Fine, that's fine. But if you notice in the first shift, 
in there it, from the start. If you're noticing the same type of behavior, <laughs> the first shift, yo, stop watching Bruins, yo, 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 real quick. John's <laughs> all in on Bruins now because of the Celtics, because of the way the Celtics have been playing. Yeah, line change, line change. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, be like, I'm telling you, bro. When you start, that that second third line, man, like they had. To, <laughs> yeah, they got some. They want to talk about great man. Let's talk about the fourth line, bro. He goes, and, and then he'll get mad when we make fun of him. Bro, what are you talking about? Grant Williams, he's in the third line, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> there's no lines, bro. Yo, no. No, the Celtics don't have a Tuka Rask, bro. That's the problem with this team. <laughs> no, they do have a Tuka Rask. It's called Jalen Brown, bro. It's ridiculous. Uh, but for real, for real, that's what needs to happen. Like, if they're not moving the ball, fine. Sit your ass down. And Brad needs to take a stand. Because this is what happened with Kyrie Irving. They coddled Kyrie Irving. They didn't want to ruffle any feathers. Guess what? You guys, you you got these two inked into long term deals. They ain't going anywhere. Right, not going nowhere. Right? You sit his ass down and you say we're not going to accept this level of play. And you know what? I don't care if we watch Semi Ojale take fucking forty shots that night. It's what's going to happen, and it's going to they're going to need to see that that's that's something that you know they need to be a team basketball player. And you know what? I actually do think take those two players out, let the other the other teams get the other young guys get some run. You're going to see movement of the basketball. You're going to see a probably pretty shitty performance. But I think it'll I think it'll sort of open up some eyes and say like look how the basketball is at least moving. Now we don't have people to hit the shots, but just, you know. Well, I mean, garbage time of the uh of the Hawks game. I mean, Tremont Waters five assists in like 8 minutes and you know, you Fine. saw you saw him put up 11 points and I think uh, Carson as well. I'm not saying that you have to necessarily like mixing those guys but like you see the attitude and the difference in just limited time. So maybe Brad should should consider what you're saying, Sean. Like, oh, 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 you don't want to play hard? Well then well then sit your ass down then. You know, that's yo, what Tremont, I mean. get in there. That's <laughs> you know? what I mean. He should, but but I don't see that's the thing. Will he do that? You know, will he though? Because this is the thing. There should be a game though where in he the, just just in says, the N- Yeah, but that's the thing. It's a tough spot to be in because in the NBA, right, that can go one of two ways, right? It could Force him to say, man, he's going to this extent. I need to change my ways. I need to just listen to him. Or it could be like, you know what? Fuck Brad Stevens. I want him out of here. <laughs> it could go the other way. Yeah. 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 And, and let's face it. Let's face it. In today's NBA, that's, can, that's most likely to happen. That's more likely yeah. to happen than yeah. to Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown looking at each other and say, you know what, man? We're assholes. Brad's right. You know? And yeah, I but you, you know what's coincidence, though? I don't think it's a coincidence that Jeff Teague, who has been playing shitty, and hadn't played in a, in a few games and, you know, limited minutes or whatever, came out as a starter and gave you legit production that we hadn't <laughs> seen from him in, in a while. So maybe you should figure out how to use your veterans, the few that you do have, and, like, be a voice in that locker room or some shit. Yeah. I bought two things to Sway's point real quick. The first thing is, I think, after what we heard this week from Wick and what we've heard from Danny Ainge. And Brad. Well, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, the players saying, fuck Brad. If he does that, I think that he has the support of the Celtics management to say, like, hey, we stand behind Brad. What he did, he coaches the team. Yeah, do what you got to do type of shit. Yeah. That support. And secondly, if we're going to call Brad the young Popovich, like we've all been sort of dangling Mm. around and whatever, I think, Mm. whatever. Mm. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) things done change yeah what yeah. would popovich do in this situation he would, oh, he would he would start well he would start like the have, bench <laughs> they wouldn't have even been dressed for the atlantic game <laughs> like he would have benched he would have benched the entire thank right. you 
Kemba would have been Jalen, would have been Tatum. Shit, fucking Tice would have been wearing a suit next to these dudes. Okay. That's a good point. You know what, man? You bring up a really good point. Man, in the middle of it, it, it just, it hit me about this. Okay, this part of the, okay, the big three book, right? And, and Doc Rivers, of course, last night, two nights ago, he's been in my mind a lot in, in, in contrast to Brad Stevens and how Brad does his thing and all this negativity towards Brad. Obviously, I can't help but think about the last couple of coaches for the Celtics team, right? Sure. This, this is a pivotal part of this book, right, that I love. Probably my favorite story about Doc and, and Paul. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat real quick. Hold on, just one. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so it was well documented that these two didn't get along you know well they didn't get off to the right foot right yeah so all continued to do that and it was this one game it was in indianapolis and uh he benched him it was a two-point game paul was doing things his way and he benched him the Celtics mm-hmm. went to overtime the end i want to say they ended up winning thanks to someone someone had a, a game-winning shot ricky davis oh uh, walter mccarty <laughs> somebody like that yeah Actually, you know what? I want to say they lost. I don't know. Either way, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, you know what? They lost. They lost in overtime. They lost in dramatic fashion. That's what it was. They lost. They lost in dramatic fashion. And that's why he said what he said. Okay, now I get it, right? Lost in dramatic fashion. They almost won. Doc goes into the locker room. And before anyone can even say anything, he goes to Paul Pierce. He goes, Hey, listen, Paul, I'll fucking get fired before I let you do whatever the fuck you want to do on this team. Either get with the program or I get out of here. Either way, I'm not changing this shit, okay? Mm, uh, two days guns. later, two days later, Paul Pierce walked into Doc's office and said, "Hey, listen, you and me, we're good. Whatever you need me to do, I'll do it." I was tripping, yep. and I was, and from that point forward, their relationship never, they never had a single problem after that. You know what Paul was doing though, right? He was testing, testing him. him. Yeah, yeah. He's like Jordan. Think- He's like my son right now. Terrible food. <laughs> Fucking testing. Him. Looking you straight. Well, I mean, I, I mean. In Paul's, in Paul's defense, Doc just came from Orlando, so he kind of had a reputation as, like, Mr. Fixer, but he just got fired. Mm-hmm. Paul's like, hey, listen, you don't know what I'm going through here. Like, you don't get this, how frustrated I am. So, yeah, maybe. Okay, yeah, that's true. You think you think he was happy when, when uh, Jim O'Brien just quit? Because, they, you know, Danny Angels came in and just pretty much changed the whole squad up? Nah, Jim O'Brien was his boy. Exactly, because he was like, he's trust me. He's like, he'll let me yeah. do whatever I need to do, you know what I mean? Oh, do, I, does the do, do Jason these guys Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown? How much trust do they do they have in Brown? Well, I think I think to a certain I think to a certain extent. I'm not, I'm not just trying to be controversial. Controversial here. I, I just can't get over just this attitude from Jalen Brown after the games. Like I don't know. It's like what are you trying to say? Is it is it the personnel you're upset with? Is it the coach? Is it a little bit of both? Is See, it the approach? Which you know, one? He's on I, the borderline. He's, he's he's upset. He's not happy. No, obviously he's not. He's not happy. But I think he's he's towing the line of if i start you know what what happened like two seasons ago if i start talking like that then you know other players are gonna be like yo so what's the dude's problem like why has he got to say what he's got to say but if he doesn't say anything then it's like all right everything's cool but everything's not cool you know what i'm saying so he's trying to i think he's trying <laughs> to find a way you, without ruffling feathers i'm not saying when he when he's saying no comment when he's saying no comment i don't think he wants to he wants to mess up the locker room when he says no okay. comment let me let me tell you one other thing that's been I think uh, very overlooked when it comes to Brad Stevens' relationship with the team. His first couple of years, who was his who was his guy on the bench? It was Walter McCarty. The past couple yep. of years, it was Carol Lawson, and now it's Evan Turner. And I don't think Evan Turner really 
has the same pull. But I don't think I don't think it's Evan Turner though. We think we some might think it is. But I'm saying you replace Carol Lawson. Well, Kara had to be replaced because she's not there anymore. So yeah, yeah, she took she took another job. But but I don't I think like having that his guy was Larinaga, which he's I I know, but Larinaga's been there forever. I know that. But I'm saying you need a guy in the room to back up Brad Stevens or a girl in the room to back up Brad Stevens that has been there before. And they don't have that on this team other than Evan Turner. And I yeah, need a, where's the where's the Tom Thibodeau, man? Where's like that, you know? Like I don't yo, know. I, he needs Brad needs some Maybe maybe I got maybe I got too much, you know, Bradness <laughs> I mean, uh too much too much doc on my mind of late, but like <laughs> I can't help but think of like the way things used to be, you know, compared to now. Obviously it's a different generation, but it's just like where's Sam in the middle, you know, they can meet somewhere in the middle these the, these two uh these two coaching staffs or approaches, if you will. <laughs> No, honestly, what they've done now is the, is they've taken. This is number point uh, three on my list. So now I've talked about point three and point uh, two. So we're getting it. They need to take more nerds away from Brad and add more muscle to Brad's staff and add more attitude to Brad's staff. And Larinaga has been there, but he hasn't been. He's always been just a, I think a a kooky guy that friggin' no one really respects, but, like, sort of understands because he's a good basketball mind. All right, so then let me let me ask you this, because, you know... You're, you're... Okay, my solution here is bring back Walter McCarty. The guy's bankrupt. Give him another chance, bro. Yeah, Second. but Walter McCarty is... Been, no, yeah. we can't go down that road. We can't go down that rabbit hole. Hey, all charges were dropped, bro. I looked it up today. All charges were dropped. It doesn't matter, man. It's still, you're still tainted, regardless. You know, no? it's, 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 a, it's a, you know, me too era we live in, all right? Hey, he, got, he, he had to file bankruptcy because of that shit. You know that? Oh, well... Should have kept it in his pants. Well, maybe he did. <laughs> my contradiction, <laughs> my question to you is because you're the Brad Stevens guy. You've been yes. you know, preaching Brad Stevens no matter what. You know, you, you've, you've even gone on record as saying maybe Brad doesn't need to uh, coach a superstar. So with everything that's been happening this season, do you, well, both of you, I'll, I'll, throw, I'll throw it to you, Sway, as well. Is Jason Tatum a superstar? Because I, I still, I'm, I'm in the... The, the camp of, I don't think he's a superstar. I think he'll get there eventually. I just don't think he's a superstar yet. And maybe that's gone to his head. I mean, I think he is. I think he is. But I think what's unique about him is that I'm okay. I've always been in the camp that he's on, on, he's on the verge. He hasn't reached there yet, but he's on the verge, in my opinion. His trajectory is on the verge to be a superstar that can help others, right? LeBron James, if you will. I think, put it this way, I think he's more LeBron James than Kevin Durant, right? Really? I think I, I yeah I do I, I think his passing his defending I, I mean listen like I'm not trying to knock Durant here but you guys get what I'm saying right there's a difference I do and I sort of I, I little bit he's he's playing more like a, a, a score with blinders on you know and you know how Durant can 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 get in that mode and obviously he's not quite Durant yet but I think he can almost like he he has these blinders on whereas LeBron James. James, what made him great, what made LeBron James great when he made that ultimate leap into greatness was not only being able to help to, to make his teammates better, but yeah, I mean, bring a team like that Cavaliers to the NBA Finals, be the best guy on the squad, be the one scoring, but also stacking up assists, also the best defender, you know, also calling the shots on both ends of the floor. Like, that's the end result for Tatum, I think. I think he's yeah. he has a chance to be that, but that crucial step, almost 08, LeBron, if you will, right? Oh wait, he, he wasn't quite yet to reach that level where to to really make his teammates better. You know, uh, I don't know, whatever. Well, I see, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I think, I think yeah. he just hasn't still, he hasn't put it together yet. Like he has, yeah. he has his moments, and but I, I think that that goes. Thinking, 
He's still thinking that if I play my best, we win. That was the case with this with the particular teams. Yeah, but that goes to show how rotations have been inconsistent. So he doesn't have the mentality every game because sometimes, you know, Smart was there, obviously. Kemba's in, you know, and he's been in and out of the lineup. So I think inconsistent rotations turn into inconsistent play. So if Brad tells Tatum and Brown, too, you guys have to make everyone else around you better every single night. Maybe things will start to change, but then when they fall into that hole, they fall into that trap where it's just like the other team's on a 10 all run, and then and then either Brown or, or Tatum just running down the court and just like, you know, going from, from hoop to hoop, and everyone else is standing around going, all right, all right, I guess I'm going, we're running back on defense now. That's never been Celtics basketball, even when Doc was here. Yeah, but see, that's the thing, though. I think in those in those instances, it's not, oh, shit, all right, let's see who's the best player. You know, who's, who's, whoever's open, sure, we got to make sure we get Ojale because, you know, we left Ojale open. I know they're thinking, Yo, I'm capable of dropping 40 right now, so right. I just take over. And that's not always the best thing because teams are onto them now. They know already. You know, teams know, oh, you guys are going into hero mode? Perfect. Double yep. up on Brown, that's double it. up on Tatum, and we're going to shut them down. Yeah. And, and over Tatum and over and over. Loose handle lately. I don't know what that's all about, but it seems like his handle is just and that too. It's like they're so they're so eager or so ahead of themselves that they forget the ball. Like so it's, it's crucial situations, fourth quarter, you know, situations, crucial possessions. Yeah. So it's it's, like, it's though, like unorganized. It just annoys brought, the fuck out of me. It's funny though you brought up. Shout out to Mike Gorman. He said it perfectly. It's like they, sometimes it's like they're playing with, a, with like the teammates they just met on the bus. You know? <laughs> on the way, yeah. on the way to the arena. On, on the way to the game. <laughs> when you hey, talk, I'm Jason. When What's you the talk the about Durant versus Bron James for Tatum, if you go back and look at Kevin Durant as a 22 year old, match him up to this year's Tatum season. The numbers are almost identical, bro. Mm. Almost identical. And I do think that, like, that was the year before, that was the year they made it to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, but what, what was the difference, though? Yeah. With, with Durant and Tatum now. Tatum doesn't always have a reliable point guard because Smart's no, out, the difference, Tim is out. The difference, honestly, and Durant, Durant, Durant always had always no, had Russell, uh, the, Russell Westbrook. You know, you know what the major difference is when you're looking at the stat lines? Because I did this the other day because everyone was shitting on Tatum and I had to figure, you know. But free throws, bro. Kevin Durant averaged 27 points a game, like seven rebounds, four assists. That was it. Like same stat line, right? Kevin Durant got to the line. At 12 times a game that year, where Tatum is getting to the line about seven times a game. If that. Shooting four more three-pointers a game than Durant did that year. But the game's a little different, right? But still, you know, when I'm looking at, like, what Tatum could be, very well could turn into a Kevin Durant. But I just don't see him ever. And I don't want to sell him short because there's nothing wrong with being a potent scorer. But... I just don't see him making that leap that you're talking about, uh, Sway, and turning into a guy that will defer in big moments and turning into a guy that will, not you that, know. It's not, def- it's not deferring. What Sway's saying is just like it's, making your teammates saying, better, trusting your saying, teammates. I'm not saying you defer in the big moments. I'm saying. That's, a, that's you, what did during that time. I'm saying you swing the ball and you look for the best shot for 30, I don't know, 38 of the 48 minutes, you know, of the game, you know, like, you know why though? I don't think he'll get there. Is that because I do think LeBron has more of a point forward type game to him. And I don't think Tatum really has that type of game. 
Now, I'm not saying he can't make his teammates better. No, he Man. has the athleticism. He has the quickness. He has the handle. Like, yeah. he, can... he probably didn't know he had that until this season. Yeah. You know sure. what I'm saying? I don't mean he doesn't have it, man. He dished out what thirteen the other no, his career high that he hit this year. And like look at just look at his numbers. He's he's making a point of emphasis in it, but it's just like it's, it's beyond the box score at this point. It's the approach, it's the yeah. overall, hey, I trust you guys, you know? Not not, you know, I'm gonna give you the ball when the when the when the score is two zero, but no, I'm gonna give you the ball, yeah. you know, when we need a bucket and we're down by ten and reeling, you know. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna try to take matters in my own hands. You know, yeah. every single time. But I think and, I think it goes back to Brad too, because of the, the the no practice time and and you're testing out different lineups. I just I just think that it, the inconsistency of the rotation is what's kind of holding Tatum and Brown to a certain extent back in terms of trusting their teammate. Because it's like one night they got to go in with 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 Tice or they got to go in with uh with with Pritchard, and then the next night maybe Tice isn't playing for whatever yeah. reason. Right. And then it's like, oh, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta trust, I gotta trust Shimmy tonight, or I gotta, I gotta trust whoever, whoever the case may be. But because of there's no practice time, you're not, and you're not running plays all the time, or you're not even, yep. you're not, you're not even, <laughs> you don't even know who's gonna play sometimes from night to night. I don't know. I just think Brad somehow has gotta figure that out. Well, here's the thing. You brought up the fact that I said Brad doesn't need to coach a superstar. And that was under the assumption that when Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum arose to superstardom, that they would respect Brad enough to say, we're a Brad Stevens brought up guy and we believe in the system. Now, if that doesn't happen, then we're talking about... Not like a promising man. Then, then we're in trouble. Because yeah. even when Isaiah Thomas rose to sort of superstardom, there was run-ins with Brad, if you remember. There was yeah, run-ins. There's, there was run-ins, but like... The team wasn't expected to yeah, do much. There weren't expectations. I know, but then, but then the fact that then I think he he learned from that and then didn't discipline Kyrie at all and didn't do anything with Kyrie and then now we're sort of seeing those same those oh, yeah. type of tendencies with Tatum and Brown. That I'm not I'm I'm Team Brad all the way because I've seen what he can do with it with with a squad and and you know players like Al Horford who lead the team and have, trust the coach. We don't have that right now, though. Yeah, but another thing I want to, I want to think I want to, I wanted to to bring up just to piggyback on 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 this point here. When it comes to having like a, that veteran presence in the locker room, now even though you have a couple of guys who are you know in their thirties, now the leader is Jason Tatum and, and, and Jalen Brown. So I don't think they were expecting that because you still have guys that are older than them. The way they built this team, they were expecting it. No, I mean, I mean. I don't think they're expecting it where where you they got to be the they got to be the leading assist guys, did they? I don't think so. They kind of were just thrown into that, don't you think? I think there was always a belief that in Brad Stevens' system of ball movement and the, and you find the open guy that you don't need an assist guy because well, they never did. Well, Gorman and and Ainge, the points that they've made about Jalen and about Tatum, it goes back to the maturity issues too, like that a lot of people don't don't bring up. But yeah. Gorman did bring up one one good point when it comes to the assists. Like this team, when uh, on nights that they've won, they're, they're, we're talking about twenty between twenty to thirty assists in the games that they that they've lost. They're they're barely in the teens, if if that. Yeah, no, that's definitely been true. Uh, the best example of that was you know the historic shooting night from Pritchard and Shemi Ojale, thirty assists. The very next game, fifteen assists, the blowout loss against the New York Knicks. Yep, and then they looked. What was that against the Raptors too? Against the Raptors a couple nights ago. They had twenty plus assists. They were looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess 
again because that's that night of the big shooting night seems so long ago but yeah you're right (laughs) maybe we should just wrap the good old old days oh the good old days this episode of the Cosmic Street Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Now, now BetOnline.ag isn't just about sports. If you don't want to bet on sports, BetOnline has other options, such as award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Now, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action now don't forget to use that promo code clns50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit betonline.ag head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts All right, you know what, Sean? We're going to do this. Uh, <laughs> instead of looking ahead, you know, to the schedule and, and putting the pressure on you for the Celtics team, we're going to look ahead to the rest of your points. What are you on, number six now? Uh, I'm just going to go backwards. I'm going to repeat what I have. It starts with 10 to 1, all right? <laughs> Real quick, we don't talk about ones. Ready? All right, number 10. All right, so I'm going to head out. Number 10, <laughs> Robert Williams is a starting big on this team going forward, hands down. Yeah, but let me stop you there. Hey, what is this list about? Because... <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Brad 10. and Ainge have said that, you know, they're, they're bringing him along slowly. He's not going to reach 30 minutes, bro. I don't give a fuck. He's, he's a starting big on this team. They can't push him because he's, 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 he's injury prone, bro. He, they can't. Number nine, cut Jeff T. Just let him go. See you later. Bad moment. <laughs> that, that just makes him better? Okay. We just don't need that. <laughs> that's going to make the Celtics better. All right. He's, <laughs> he's had like five DMPs over the last couple of weeks. But that, 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 move, that, that's, that move, that move yeah. alone is good for three, three wins. Okay. Yeah. There you go. All right. Number eight. Now, this is an important one, guys. The Celtics organization needs to publicly denounce Kyrie Irving and call him a bloodsucker and bring in a witch doctor, preferably. Oh, for the from, saging. From a rival Native American tribe of his. <laughs> to unsage the garden. All right? I want, I want, a, I want a blood war. All right, all right. Real talk. Real talk. I'm out. I'm definitely out. I'm out. I'm out. All right. Number seven. Remove the banners from behind the hoops. Not one coach, bro. You the, you love that shit. I mean, you can't team. do it. It's gonna be weird now. That's like that's like when you when you move the new couch for the first time, man. You can't yeah, do that. I know. I hate feng shui is always good. Feng shui is always good. You're gonna oh, replace them weird. with four bandits. Oh, oh, no, no, no. You're gonna replace them with fans. That's you're gonna, only- you know what you're gonna replace them with? You're gonna make Eastern Conference finalist banners and drop it <laughs> behind. Never, bro. Then you're gonna make Brett, them. Brett Auerbach will pull up, bro, in his grave if you do that. <laughs> feel like losers and that they didn't win anything yet, and they still have to go just because they play for the Celtics. Does not celebrate that shit, okay? It's championships it's, only. This is more of a sarcastic uh, pushback on the team to say you didn't do shit yet. That you all you've gotten to the East Conference Finals that means shit. So, anyways, uh, number six, you need to give Kemba Walker insane amounts of HGH. If he gets suspended, rely on Pat Prayton Pitchard. Number five, replace Scal with Perk indefinitely on the play-by-play. Trust me. We need that. Number four. What's that, what is that going to do with the fucking wins and losses? They're just, not at the arenas, bro. Now I know why there's 10 of these. Just fucking trust me. They're okay? not at the arenas, bro. It doesn't even matter who, who, who's calling they who. They will be eventually, okay? And I can deal with fucking Scal never talking on a broadcast again. 
All right. Number four, you need to figure out a way to bring KG either in as a team liaison, uh, someone that can speak to the team, someone that can come in and just, I don't care if it's once a week he talks to the team, bring him in. You, You have a great relationship with him and Danny Ainge, bring him in. Number three, I had Bench Tatum and Brown. We've talked about that one. Number f- number two, keep Brad Stevens, clear out the assistant coaches, bring some muscle behind Brad, not any more nerds. So right now, like clear them out right now, midseason. Yep, clear them out. Let them go. That's, a, that's uh, Everyone but Brad. That's great. Mm-hmm. Everyone but Brad, yep, bring back. If you want to keep Kooky, Kooky Eyes, uh, what's his name? Fine. <laughs> All right? Larry, Larry. Larry. <laughs> We knew exactly what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah but. I'm just, I'm just saying he needs Drop some, muscle. he needs some, like, I don't know. You he, could seemed, bring- he always seems nervous when he gets interviewed, by the way. I don't know how he does it in practice, but like. <laughs> no, nah, that's just, that's, that's just his face. Oh. And, and have you ever seen him talking to a player, the glaze that comes over those players' eyes when he's talking to him? I've seen him. <laughs> okay. Number one. Now this is where I, where, where, where I'm getting at. And this is, this is going to ruffle a couple feathers, but I've been sober on this point for a very long time, but I'm trading uh. Brad. Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal right now and shaking things up. That's what I'm doing. Get out of here. That's what I'm doing. Boo. Boo this. That's what I'm doing. I think there's like two good points in there somewhere. There's at least no. 10 good points there. <laughs> I thought you were going to say there's at least seven. No. All right. But, okay, really, honestly, though, honestly, though, Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum, do you think that that particular combo – I'm not. I'm not saying what you feel about each player. I'm talking about them as a whole. That particular combo is that sustainable for the long term here or the short term, whatever you think. Uh, in a market like Boston, is that sustainable? It is if they have someone that's deferring to them. I don't get what you mean. Like a point guard, a ball handler, a oh, playmaker, like, Kem- like Kemba Walker, exactly. Now. Do we forget what the whole point of this load management is? Is so that he's ready for the end of the season and into the playoffs? Are you on that boat already that you think the Stockton are not going to make the playoffs, Sean? I'm on the boat of you. It takes a lot for me for this team as that I've been the, probably the highest I've been on any team in this podcast reign was this year's team. And for you to get me to the point where I'm saying blow the shit up, for me to sit down and like literally think about what like I'm free to watch games and and not even like just wait for disaster you know what i mean like this is this is absolute it's 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 gotten to the point of you need to make something i look, I, I look forward to the i look forward to off my soon oh yeah tonight i'm thrilled what? to watch bucks and the fucking pelicans right why, now. why wasn't that one of your points though to blow the shit up like you said well i think that Jalen brown is blowing it up that's blowing it up and I didn't put in intentionally, I didn't put in one thing here about the stupid fucking TPE because I just think, I know we had a great episode. Because you, you heard Wick. You heard Wick. Come on, be honest. I, I, well, I did, I did hear Wick, and I think it's bullshit. And I also think what they're doing, Sway, what they're doing, and this was Wick doing like he always does. I was thinking, I was thinking he's going to pull, uh, he's going to pull the wild card and drop, drop the fireworks again. Well, you know what? Ever since he, it's funny you say that. Ever since he said fireworks, he's been the exact opposite and lowering the bar of expectations. Ever since he said fireworks, so he's doing the opposite here. Okay, he's doing the exact opposite. He just he like and and I don't take a word that Wick says. I respect him uh, really seriously at all because like he's just PR at that point. But yeah, 
you know, the fact that yeah. they yeah, when they about Brad, it's like, okay, what, what do you think he's going to say, right? Now? Yeah, like what what do we what do we expect? Like, no, actually, I got to meet with Brad tonight. We're going to talk talk you know talk some things over. Like, come on, what was he supposed to say there? <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, actually, it's funny you say that because uh, I had a scheduled call right after this, but I guess I'll just tell you right now, Brad Stevens, you're fired. All right. <laughs> Oh no, not even like yo. Between you and me, right? Just you know, don't tell anybody. But I'm about to write him up right now. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be suspended. I'm suspending. He's finally, for- getting his first warning. No, yeah, he's about to hold this fucking DR real quick. <laughs> Disciplinary report. <laughs> yeah, man. No, man. I'm telling you, man. There, there needs to be a lot. There needs to be a lot that happens in a short amount of time. And I'm, I'm very nervous. I'm very nervous that oh, literally nothing. Nothing will happen. <laughs> yeah, nothing. No, I, I have a really bad feeling, bro. Something's gonna happen. You think something will happen? Yeah, nothing. I don't know if it's gonna be as yeah, I don't dramatic. Think it, yeah, it's not gonna be major like everyone wants it to be. But yeah, something will happen. But like, but like, honestly, honestly, so like Michael Finley or something, you know? <laughs> Michael Beatrice, the bring him in. <laughs> Troy Murphy, he'll come back. Yeah. Roy Murphy, <laughs> David Lee, the David Lee will come back, bro. Yeah. Bro, give me some Shane Larkin right now, son. I'll take some Shane Larkin, bro. Mother, uh, yo, Shane Larkin. No jokes aside, Shane. Larkin. <laughs> I would take Shane Larkin over Jeff Teague any day of the week, bro. <laughs> I was pissed when he didn't resign. Yeah, yeah not, <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. I, I, I didn't mind Brad Wanamaker, but I was like, ah, Shane Larkin. Shane Larkin, yes, yes. Yeah, it's a little different bounce in his step, you know. Yeah. It was just yeah, I bet you. I bet you, Brad and 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 Cantor look a lot better now, huh? Now that they're not here, Cantor. Nah, we don't need Cantor. Cantor didn't do shit. Well, I was thinking more Hayward. Yeah. Well, I mean that goes without saying. Well, <laughs> well no, you're well saying because how he's doing now. Oh yeah, yeah, but he was never going to do that here, bro. Because he can't play defense, and Brad's not going to play him if he can't play defense. Think about Hayward. That gets me pissed when people say like, "Well, you shouldn't have given up Hayward." Hayward played eight games out of the first thirty last year. All right. <laughs> So when we're like, shut the fuck. And, and he's had like three injuries this year. <laughs> like, like, not for nothing, his 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 numbers look great, but like he's still. You know who we'd be blaming? The risk. Like, right? Who would be blame number one on the blame pie right now if we sign Hayward to a thirty million dollar deal? Gordon fucking Hayward. He would be. <laughs> you would be sending him out of town if he was on this team right now. All right, let's wrap this one up. The way we wrap up every single episode here on Causeway Street. We take our trip around the NBA with Joel's In Case You Missed It. Joel, what we miss? In Case You Missed It. In Case You Missed It. In Case You Missed It. Give me a sec. Let me pull it up. The Celtics lost. <laughs> uh, in Case You Missed It. The All-Star Reserves were announced. And yes, you already know that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, as uh, unpopular as they may be to some Celtics fans, they made it. They officially are Eastern Conference Reserves. Hope they ride that bench. <laughs> like Gorman said, I hope they fucking win co MVPs and they come back and they you know get their shit together. Anyways, yeah, that was so great. That was that, great, that, dude. That, that that had the underlying tone of go fucking enjoy yourself, assholes. Yeah, <laughs> like, <right. laughs> but but when you get back, freaking grow up. When you come back, come back as a as a grown man. Uh, yeah, it's already like it's like it's like when you got grounded. But then, like, you had, like, a school trip or something. Your parents are just like, yo, go enjoy, all right? Yeah, yeah. I paid for the shit, you know? Uh, you know, so it's it's already paid for, so I, I can't do anything about that. But <laughs> So enjoy the fuck out of that because you ain't going to see daylight for a minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, so, yeah, so uh, obviously this talks about, like, all-star snubs. Uh, Zach, Zach Levine made it for the first time. 
Vucevic made it for I think the second time, and and I don't know yeah. why, but Ben Simmons keeps making it. Anyways, um, what do we think, guys? No, no Trey Young. Demontis Sabonis, he got left off. Yeah, no Sabonis, exactly. Um, do we have any feelings about this? You know, All Star snubs and shit like that. Yeah, because... I think it's whack. I think the team's whack. The Eastern Conference team is whack. You know, what? The... I never wanted to, to say this. Well, I guess I kind of am with this guy, but I mean, should there be a, should there be a limit as to how many games you played or a percentage of games you played for Kyrie Irving? I mean, like obviously it's well deserved, but it's just like, like what do you play? Fourteen games. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously it's different now because of COVID and everything, but like, I just feel like maybe that's the only one really. I, I don't really have a, I don't really have much of a gripe with the rest of the selection. Yeah, man. I mean, I think, I think the, the, the uh, Ben Simmons getting in is just because Philly has the best record in the East, which I was yeah. like, what? that's we, fine. We always, we always have that conversation every year, right? That's yeah. Fine. So that's fine. I mean, you know, it's, he's the Middleton of this year's fucking, yeah. of this <laughs> team, you know? Uh, but the Vucevic thing over Sabonis, that's and Trey Young, that's that. That I, I especially, like, especially because it. it's in his hometown, dude. I mean, well, his the team he plays for, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, and Vucevic is a uh, yeah. That one's yeah. And I mean, the, I I do think that Trey Young, well, Randall Randall should have made it. I think Randall should have made it, but yeah. Vucevic shouldn't have made the team. And oh. I I would take Sabonis over Trey Young, but I mean, at the same time, if you're the NBA, like you're trying to prop up your young stars and. In in a in a in a like yeah, Atlanta is not the best team, but I mean Trey Young is a is a lethal scorer. You know he should be on the he should be on the on the All Star team. I, think, I don't. I think Levine made it this year over tell, Young because I tried telling Bradley Beal that from last year. Yeah, That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Levine. I think Levine's made as a makeup for last year because it was the All Star game was in Chicago. There was no no one from the Bulls that were representing the All Star game. So they're like, All right, we're gonna throw a bone to Zach Levine, but Trey Young's got to stay off of it. Yeah, but. So you make it up. You make it up this year with Zach Levine and uh, and and you leave Trey Young off. It just I mean Trey Young got voted as a starter last year. I know. So that was like more. That was more because of the like the more of the fans voting that made a difference. Like Trey Young, Trey Young was just was barely top ten in voting this year. Yeah, it's uh, it's very very strange. Hey, I'm happy for Levine though. Levine should have made it last year. And you know, no Kyle Lowry this year neither. So I not that I'm saying he should have made it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying like that's an open spot. Like, so the, you like the regulars, open, yeah. Like Bradley Beal made it, which was which was well deserved. Uh Zach Levine made it, which is well deserved. But I mean, you know, the Vucevic thing is the one that just think like, yo, how Sabonis is the best player on that team and is averaging like pretty much across the board better than Vucevic. So how do you even make that how do you even make that decision, you know? Well, I mean, and, and then Harden too. Harden coming to the East, that that kind of messes things up for the guards. Well, yeah, Harden, Harden. I, I think eh, whatever. Not to say that <laughs> should not to say that you shouldn't put Harden in the All Star game. He's an All Star, but I mean, Jesus, man, like you played like seven games in the fucking East, and you make the All Star team over Trey Young. I don't know. Eh, yeah. And then out West, uh, AD is not going to play, so Tim got his wish. Booker is going to replace him. Yeah, so all you Suns fans can shut the fuck up. <laughs> the one, the one Suns fan, pretty much. The whiniest, <laughs> the whiniest group of fans of all time. Hey, he should have initially made it though. Come on, but over what? who though? Like over Mitchell? Over? Oh, over, no, he should have. Chris made Paul? It. Why would you be with Paul? Mitchell? 
No, but I'm saying I'm 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 just throwing out the reserves that made it guard wise. No, over, I know over Lillard. Like who was he going to make it? So, no, you the only the only arguable person is Gobert and Chris Paul. But Gobert is the Ben Simmons of the West, and Chris Paul. <laughs> I like I like I like I like, I like where you're going with that. <laughs> Chris Paul is on your fucking team. Is Zion a, is Zion an All Star in y'all opinion? Yeah, yeah, he's an All Star. Zion. Zion. I mean, in my, my opinion, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Zion at 20 years old is the youngest ever to uh, make it to an all-star game, taking over uh, Kobe as the youngest in NBA history. First player to be born in the 2000s to make the all-star team. That's crazy. So, so if, you, if you had to pick between Zion, if there's one spot left and you pick between Zion and Devin Booker, who are you picking? Yeah, I'm picking Zion. Sorry. Zion. Sorry, Tim. Sorry, Tunis. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna, it, now if Draymond Green made the team or something weird, then we would have, then we could fucking talk about. Some yeah, shit. Then, we, then, then we could throw some furniture around. Yeah, I get you. I feel you. Yeah, but there's no, there's no player on the West that like you would be like, yo, he should have made it over him. Like, yeah, there's That's a, it's, true. It, there's a reason why it's hard to make the All Star team. It's the same thing that you know when everyone was 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 jerking off about Jalen Brown last year. I, I told you guys. <laughs> There's a limited amount of spots, and that's that's just a tough thing to to do. Is to yeah, the guards. Yeah, that's tough with the guards because even even with the reserves, there's there's only there's only so many guards can that can make it, and then unless somebody is injured, then that's you have I mean a, the biggest, you have a slight opportunity to go in. The biggest snub, the biggest snub in my opinion, was Dame Lillard's not starting the game. Yeah, it's because of, it's because of Luca, bro. You think who's having a better season, Luca or Dame? Dame. There you go. Thank you. That's a, well, before, that's a modesty before, for your ass. Yeah. Before the Celtics game, all right? All right. But, yeah, but that's, that's you know, the, the votes were already in at that point. So. I, I know. But Luca, Luca has been Luca has been turning it on of late. I think he was. Yeah, as of late. But, I mean, I think Dallas is kind of in that Celtics boat that they're, people are disappointed with the way they've been playing. They've been a 500 team all season. Hey, the, Celtics si- just, the Celtics just became a 500 team, but Dallas has been a 500 team all season. People, people under, under, under appreciate the assistant coach. And I wasn't fucking around, Joel. I wasn't fucking around when I'm talking about Walter McCarty and Carol Lawson. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about. Uh, no, I mean it for Silas. I, think, I know. I thought you were going to talk about Houston's coach. Who used yeah, to be Paul with Silas that. Jr. Yeah, Paul yeah. Silas, so, you know, he's not related to the. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, was, that was the dumbest thing I think I've ever said. But, you know, I'm just saying he means a lot. The assistant coaches mean a lot because sometimes the head coach. Is sort of like the mastermind, but doesn't have the best relationships, and that's what the assistant coach is there for. Well, I think, yeah, I think these days assistant coaches don't get as much credit because they're not, for the most part, they're not defensive minded like they were back in the day. The Dick right. Carter's of the world, uh, Thibodeau's, who else? It's, there's a, there's a few others that I can I can run through that you know eventually sometimes when they even become head coaches they're not as successful. I mean, look at Brett Brown. Look at Brett Brown. Brett Brown was with was with Pop for yep. so many years. And yeah, he might have driven the whole you know process era for for Philly, but then after after a while, like they just like you know it, everything just fell on deaf ears. Look at look at Doc now coming in and Philly's yeah. Philly's completely changed around. Um, well, I do I do think that you know the 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 Brad Stevens to Brett Brown timeline, Philly had a lot more disappointments than this team has. So yeah, yeah, you know. I think it is. It, he's got probably you know, two more years, but that same thing could happen, man. That yeah. same thing could happen when it's just like, okay, you know, we have forced our hand to make a change. And I mean, the thing, the thing about Brad Stevens, though, 
if he if the Celtics fire Brad Stevens, he has a job within the next twenty minutes. Well, that's what fucking Wick said. He's right. He's, He's 100% right. right. He's right. And what I, does that solve? What does that solve? Honestly, it solves nothing. See, it I, solves I, nothing. I love that you bring that up because look at look at Miami. Miami's been under five hundred for almost the entire fucking season. Who's talking about firing fucking Spolstra? They just yeah. went to the finals. Jimmy Butler's been has been in and out of the lineup. Bam hasn't been the same. So it's like, yeah, this this overreaction every single game. To even, even when they win, like this this overreaction this year. From Celtics fans and from Celtics media, I'm gonna throw them in there as well. It's been kind of fucking weird. It's been like hey, ridiculous to the, to, hey, a, to a certain I've degree. Held off, I've held off as long as I could, but I mean, now, now, right now, is the first time you should be, you should be negative on the team and calling for changes. But but drastic but, changes are not gonna no, fucking solve anything. No, dra- some drastic changes will. No, no. What, what no, I mean, what, I mean, drastic no changes fucking, like firing Danny no, and firing lazy. and firing. Yeah, like you know, uh, Brad. Like, like how is that? How is that going to fix anything? It's fucking lazy. It's stupid sports media that just say, "Oh, yeah, we're just going to fire Brad. Steve. We should fire the coach." Like, fuck you. Not you know only that, I mean? not only that, but kind of piggyback on our our TPE conversations. Like, like you're not going to go. And I saw this on on on. Uh, shout out to, to Sway and uh, the uh, post game show for CLNS. Someone on there was just like, you're not going to go. This, it's like with this with this TPE, you're not going to go and just go to every single team and knock on the door. But like, all right, here's a TPE. Give us your best player. Like, that's just yeah. not how that shit is going to work. Like, you have to put together a, a package that the other team is actually going to be like, yeah, maybe that does benefit me somehow. Otherwise, you know, there's, there's it's not a coincidence that the 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 uh, the word around the street, around the NBA street is that. People are not executives. I'm not too fond of Danny Ainge because they don't want to be fucking fleeced by him. That's number one. So yeah, so you know, fucking whatever. We'll we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, so the teams will be the All Star teams will be selected in the upcoming days with with uh, Kevin Durant and LeBron James as captains. The NBA also announced that the that the NBA Rising Stars will not be played. Guys will not be played as originally scheduled before the All Star game. What? Due to the limitations of having an all-star event all in one night. You don't say. I mean, the league says it was get up early and tip off is at 10 a.m. What's good? Get them up early. Come on. But the league says they will recognize, quote, deserving players that will be released on March 3rd. So those rising star rosters that the imaginary rosters, I guess, because there's no games to be played, going to be announced on uh, March 3rd. Congrats, P. Yo, how crazy would it be if uh, no one drafts Rudy Gobert? He's gonna be the last pick. Yeah, yeah. Right. you know, you know, whoever's the last person not picked, right. they go yeah. to the yeah. You gotta be the last pick. Come on, man. What's wrong with you, bro? Get together. Or somebody just like yeah, I'll take Trey Young. <laughs> Can I get a uh, Trey Young? He, he's not won't be named an official All Star, but he's gonna play. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna. I don't know, All Star selection, but. Gobert said this one out. I got Trey on. Yeah, Thanks. EJ. EJ on TNT is like, um, uh, he's not on the board. Uh, no, no, he's gonna play. He's gonna play. Trust me, he's gonna play. That's bad. Talk to him. He's down. It's like, okay, all right, cool. Gobert's like, that's cool. <laughs> the players are just like the players are just like, no, we we run everything here. All right, <laughs> Gobert, but you're an all. No, it's fine. Okay, we, talk- <laughs> we talked about it. All right, Kevin, you have to pick off that. Yo, you better. I'm, I'm picking Trey Young. He's staring at him the whole time. He goes, 
Told you. <laughs> All right. In case you missed it, uh, the NBA announced that they're suspending Minnesota's Malik Beasley for 12 games without I'll pay. What did Malik Beasley do? Well, if you remember early early on in the season, I, I, I reported on this, that he, he was what arrested. He, he was arrested. He pled guilty to a felony charge of threatening to commit a crime of violence for the purpose of terrorizing another person. So okay. that violates the NBA, the NBA law. That's illegal, bro? Uh, according to the state of Minnesota. Yes. What, what What's another different type of violence that doesn't hurt another person? All right, go ahead. <laughs> Yo, Sway, let's, try, let's, put, let's trade Mook for Malik Beasley right now, bro. See what we can get. Well, he is a... Uh, I, I I'll stay away from him now. I don't know. <laughs> he is a... Ball game? Um, but let's continue. He is a but, most improved uh, player candidate. I don't know. What, but whatever that's worth. So his suspension... Hey, the fuck out. Yeah, his suspension begins uh, on uh, on Saturday, so on February 27th, so... I'm going to offer Beverly for him right now. There you, go. there you go. All right. The Jazz announced that they've hired an outside firm in conjunction with the NBA to, quote, thoroughly investigate a recent social media post from former Utah forward Elijah Millsap, alleging racially insensitive comments from a team exec back in 2015. The team exec, huh. his name is Dennis Lindsay, and uh, a formal investigation is underway. So uh, Utah is trying to say that they, um, you know, uh, they don't believe in racism. Pretty much. Hmm. Well, that's where we're the tape to those 98 finals. Wait, so was this just... Uh, the crowd in the 98 finals. And okay? 97. And 97. Is this a separate incident or is this just like ongoing? Like he was just his demeanor overall. Like, I don't get what to... Well... Melsat put the team on blast on social media about a racially insensitive incident that happened back in 2015, and now the Jazz are investigating because the league has stepped in as well. So, um, so he wants it to be resolved. He just there was two Millsaps in the NBA. Yeah, apparently. yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's the worst. It's the worst time to be alive. I remember thinking that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's oh, a statement yeah. statement from the Jazz, you know. Sean, that's never going to happen again, man. You missed it. For real. No, I, unless, yeah. unless Paul has twins. Yeah, we're that's not, like not, not going to go down with the whole sibling thing. We don't, yeah, we, we're, not, we're not too good Is with this that. a Bogdan type situation? That's like, that's like when there was uh, two Hardaways, man. It's just, that stuff never happens, man, you know? Well, there's a, there's a Hardaway Junior now, so. And See, a, and there, there's never another Hardaway or a Hardaway Junior and two Hardaway Juniors. Imagine, like, it's wild. Does Penny does Penny have a son that's that's gonna be a baller or he's balling up? So, no. The basketball guys they do that every once in a while, man. You missed it. Well, there isn't there is an Anthony and there is a Hardaway Junior. So there is his last name is Anthony. That's right. Mm. No, his first name is it Anthony Jennings or something? On the Blazers. I don't know. I was thinking of another guy. His last name was Anthony, but now now that I think about it, I don't think he's in the league anymore. He was in my mock draft. Anyways, drop go on. Yeah, so the Jazz organization, uh, obviously, they put out a statement saying, you know, they have zero tolerance for this type of behavior. They're they're going to be working cordially with the NBA to investigate the matter. So, obviously, uh, look at Utah. Look at Utah. They have the best record in the league, and now they're all trying to like clean up everything. Huh? Yeah, well, maybe maybe that's why this player was like, nah, this team, you know, getting all the kudos and shit. No, fuck this team. So he decided to just come forward and be like, yo, I've been saying about this for a while, but now I actually want to take a stand. Actually, you know, have something happen. So and finally, the Lakers are still going to win the championship. All right, I'm done. Wow. <laughs> Paul's like, bro, 
Come on, man. I got a good thing going here. <laughs> why why you gotta why are you gotta step up my I gotta find me on the best team in the league. <laughs> now, no. I gotta, now I gotta make a statement. Fuck. All right, in case you missed it, Massachusetts. Bringing back fans, guys, to the arenas. Hey. TD Garden. I'm surprised. I thought they waited a little longer. 2,300 fans beginning on March 23rd for the Bruins and March 29th for the Celtics. And you know how they're setting that up, by the way? You're going to be able to buy tickets in either pairs or two pairs. because it's Quads. Like- Pods, yeah, there's gonna be pods, so we're either gonna have two people in a pod or four people in a pod, and they're all gonna be separated six feet, obviously. We're all just like peas in a pod. (laughs) (laughs) I saw his face too, like he was like, Come on, come on, finish it so I can say it. Peas in a pod. And then then at Southern's game, they're gonna wear green. They're not gonna have the plexiglass thing going, right? Because that's that's obstruction, you know? Well, maybe not in front of them. Not in front of them. Oh, by the court? No, like in front of them. Like when you say like the pods, thinking like little like cubicles. Yeah, like yeah, like that, pretty much. How yeah, like, like wait, how wait, how are you set up, Sway, when you go there for the media? It's, it's what do you mean? Like for media? Yeah, when you go there, how is it set up for media? Like is is it like a pod or is it just like a cubicle? It's more like a cubicle. That's but, why I'm wondering if they're gonna do the same thing with the fans. No, I don't think so because it's I mean, like when you when you guys see Scal and and uh, and Mike Gorman. When they're standing and they're in these little, if you see the clear thing on the other side of that, you, you, you'll you see Max and Brandy. Like, it's like little yeah, cubicles. That's because they're so fire. close. That's because they're so close together, bro. The way, the way I've well, seen the fans, That's what I'm saying, though. Yo, they're going to go 12% capacity. So, like, yeah. it's every, like, three rows. You'll, like, like, out of the 20 seats, you'll have four people in every three rows and they'll just yeah. be staggered. Either two or four. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. 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 I think I don't like think there's scattered, gonna be any, scattered about the, you know, there's the not going to be any, there's not going to be any plexiglass or nothing, but I do wonder, are they going to serve booze? That's they that's are. The, they are. They are. What they're going to do is though, you order it, you order it from no, your phone. We think, we think the money is in freaking the, the, the soda sales and the fucking right. popcorn. That's what <laughs> the money's in. I'm man. just saying Fenway. I've you heard, order it, you order it from your phone and then you go. And you 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 claim it. You pick up your you pick up your order. So there's no lines. There's no standing nook next to each other. And Mad underage drinking about to happen in there. Well, I figured they would uh, utilize those new like you know the new the new uh, section they had for last season in the, in the balcony where it's like you're like you're hovering over the section above. I mean below you. You're, you're hovering over loads essentially. Yeah. I was thinking they were going to utilize those more because. You know, everyone's so much more separated, and plus, of course, you're so far from the court. But this is just going to be the loge, or is going to be a little bit of pockets of the balcony as well. Well, I don't know. They haven't really like broken down the details of like what sections. If I had to guess, it's probably just be loge, and then eventually, the when they the capacity goes up, then you go plus, up to the balcony. Like, yeah, because I think if you're going to do twelve percent, like you want to see, you want to see some of the fans, right? You don't want to just have everybody up in the balcony and no one download. Yeah, and there's no way they're going to do the balcony because they, they're going to probably just block off the balcony. Yeah, so no one can go up there, so it's less of an issue. Of exactly, where everybody is. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, Fenway's doing you know, forty five hundred fans and Gillette down the road about seventy nine hundred fans for now. Yo, the place is going to be rocking, kid. Yo, first Red Sox game I go to. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm down. 
Let's go. Causeway at Fenway. We'll Let's do thing. it. That'd be dumb. We'll I'm definitely going to a Celtics game, bro. I'm going to try to go to the fucking opener, honestly. Uh, that's just work for me. But all right. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, bro. What's next? <laughs> all right. And my favorite story, right? Last but not least, we all know, well, if you don't know, Kevin Garnett, he's released a book. It's called A to Z. Talking about his life hey, on the court and off the court. It's like his memoirs he's opened up, you know, in ways that he's never talked about his life before. Even talking about like having like ADHD. He didn't know he had that as a kid. And then until he got to the NBA, he was diagnosed with it. Things of that nature. But also, they were like, what's wrong with this dude? <laughs> but also, <laughs> but also in the book, <sighs> right? Because my man's here was on Jimmy Kimmel this week and spoke about. I do love Jimmy Kimmel. Well, how, I say, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel loves him. His favorite artist, who he's never met, is Kenny G. <laughs> right. A big, big, big Causeway guy. <laughs> yes, yes. Huge Causeway guy. <laughs> Cue up the track. So Jimmy set up. A, he loves Kenny G. He loves, yo, for real. So Jimmy set up. You know the the meeting with 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 KG and, and Kenny G, the two KGs. Yeah, he fucking like he like serenaded KG. KG lost his shit, bro. He like swore on the air. He's like, oh, what the fuck is going on right now? Like he's just just losing it. I got a clip. So, um, one of the many interesting things we learn about you in this book, maybe the most surprising thing that I learned about you in this book, is that you are a uh, a big fan of Kenny G's music. Huge fan, huge fan. Have you met Kenny G? I've never met Kenny G, but I like the fact that he's a KG, so that means something to me. Feel me? Well, uh, it's interesting you'd say that because Kevy G, I would like to introduce you to Kenny G. Kenny G. Brother, brother. How you doing, bro? How are you? Hey, like brothers from another mother. Chef, you got the hair. I know. <laughs> I got the hair. You got the height. What song did he play? No, he he, he like made up a song for him. He was just like, "Yo, I, this is for you, KG." You know, I, off the cuff, he just went nuts. Soulful kid, Kenny G. Yeah, KG was like from bumping bumping DMX to get you all hyped for a game. He's like, I needed I needed a balance. So, you know, I started listening to Kenny G. He's like, Kenny G got me a lot he got me through a lot of tough times in life. He was he's legit. He's a legit <laughs> Kenny G fan, dude. <laughs> Yo, Paula walked out to Kenny G, bro. For our wedding. That's right. She did. You're right, dude. I kinda <laughs> I kinda giggled at that a little bit. Also also another big fan of Kenny G. <laughs> Paula walked out to Kenny G. <laughs> yeah, she did. That's right. I giggled a little bit because I just thought of like one of the one of the one of the Causeway episodes. <laughs> no, that was a big that was a big like strange part of like Paula's like music. It's just, like I would just get in the car and she just have Kenny G blast. I was like, You you fuck with Kenny G, huh? <laughs> she was like, I've had a long day. <laughs> like, I thought that was just a one time thing, but like this is like, you know, like yeah. Like- you're legit, huh? You, you, you have a playlist of Kenny G. Oh, okay, that's what's up. <laughs> that's what's up. So yeah, so I thought that was, I thought that was pretty interesting. A good way to uh, wrap up uh, this edition of In Case You Missed It. Obviously, follow us on all social media platforms at Causeway Street. Head up CausewayStreet.com for all your Celtics rumors, news, and opinions. Oh, and before I forget, you know, uh, 
Thoughts and prayers to uh, Tiger Woods, who was involved in a single car accident uh, earlier this week. Uh, he had to go through surgical procedure on his lower leg and his ankle. So, you know, hopefully he'll have a speedy recovery. And on a separate note, in keeping with continuing the conversation surrounding social injustice, there are currently two policing bills drafted in Congress. One is the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act. The other is the Justice for Breonna Taylor Act. The George Floyd Justice in Policing Act is a bill meaning several provisions, including mandatory body cams, bans on certain chokeholds. Uh, this bill is expansive. However, it's extremely unlikely that the uh, bill will pass, but it's a step in the right direction. As for the uh, Justice for Breonna Taylor Act, it would completely ban no-knock warrants on a federal level. So if this bill is passed, we hope that it can be used in the door to establish more reforms. So, as always, hashtag Black Lives Matter, hashtag Justice for Breonna Taylor, hashtag Justice for George Floyd, and hashtag Justice for Jacob Blake. And we also got the uh, Patreon. Sign up, subscribe, hit up Causeway After Hours for some... Uh, if you think we're crazy on this show, you got to check out the After Hours. That's, yeah, when we're, that's when we're really crazy. Especially the newest episode, for sure. That's when we're really crazy. Yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, you want you want to see the young you want to see the young cut side of Causeway, <laughs> <laughs> the behind the scenes. Well, last week last last week was great because we had Kyle on. You, you got you got you got uh, unfiltered Kyle on that one, man. You you, know, you didn't get the same Kyle Draper you, you see on TV. So. Yeah, yeah, Kyle, this is a nice. I'm like, well, why'd y'all do that to me? Y'all didn't tell me y'all were gonna put this out. No, he just buttoned up Kyle Draper here. You he know, just the other side of him that we don't know, we never seen before. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck, bro. <laughs> Kyle, hello, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, you fuck post. Yo, you posting that shit, bro? I didn't like, give you permission for this. We having a, a personal conversation off the record. You re, you selling it to Patreon? <laughs> you <know? laughs> making money off my shit? What the fuck? Yep. Yeah, Kyle, we are. We shouldn't love Boston. Dude, what happens to the Wu Tang concert stays there? All right. <laughs> <laughs> what happens to the House of Blues stays at the House of Blues. All right. Brought the Broadway Philly would have came out of here real quick. For real, for real. So yeah, that's where we're at. So. All-Star break coming up, guys. Who knows? Let's see what the fuck happens here with the with, with, with the Celtics and Celtics fans and even Celtics media. They're they're all over the place. So it is what it is. Bull prediction, guys. Bull prediction. Uh Celtics go for it though. Hey, 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 oh! They're all home. They're all hosting all these motherfuckers. And they just they've they've had it. That's what I would usually say if this was like, you know, last season and maybe like three seasons before that. But this time around, who knows? All right. Well, it is. Uh, if it's not Jalen, I think it's going to be Jalen. But someone else, I think. I think. I think you're going to see more shots fired after after the game. I don't know. Yeah, if they lose to the Pacers, whether whether towards the offense or the coaching staff, it's it's going to look that way, regardless of what the comment is. I mean, if uh, they so so if they lose to the Pacers, right, and it's like another embarrassing loss. I I think I'm with you, Sway. I think that some Jalen's not feeling the feeling the. Uh, I don't think it's one of those like get me out of here situations. I think it's just like I, I'm not feeling our system, as he says it to use his word, the system. I don't think he's feeling the system. Well, Marcus Smart is reportedly scheduled to come back after the break, so maybe this four game home stretch, he's just like, guys, cut the shit, or I ain't coming yeah. back. I mean, it's important too because the way you go into this All Star break, I mean, 
for a team like this, it's really important, you know. I mean, for hey. smart, just for smart to get a technical foul <laughs> on the bench while he's in street clothes, yeah, speaks volumes. Love it. Also, not good in the NBA, man. <laughs> Even if the Celtics, you know, fire on all cylinders after the All Star break, they have to play the Nets and have to play the Jazz in the first three games. So, hey, hey, hey we, I, I didn't say what's going to happen after the year. I just, you know. It's coming up between now and All Star break. That's all. Even if they fix all of their shit, they still got to go against the Nets and then the Jazz. So you're both Osprey Street fans. See, didn't look ahead. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I like this. Uh, you know, this Debbie Downer, Sean. Well, you know what? I don't fucking like him either. Hey, right? hey, hey, I think you need some Kenny G in your life. I think you need some more Kenny G, bro. You know what? I have to wake up every day and look in the mirror and say they ain't going forward, no, bro. That's what I got to fucking do now. Just put on some that. Kenny G, bro. Can you know? Just relax. No, no, no. Put Kenny G on. Don't sing Kenny G, bro. Yeah, Don't yeah, sing. Yeah, please. <laughs> yo, why uh, can't Kenny G? Ah, uh, yo. Until next time, we out. If you don't mind, can I do oh, something? Snap. Are you serious, dog? Man, look at what is going on. I'm in sweat. Look at this. This is for you, KG. I appreciate it, Kenny. Well, if this isn't the weirdest thing that's ever happened on it this is. show. It's got to be, dog. <laughs> Kenny G, thank you so much for serenading Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett, thank right. you for being with us.